You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away... That's right, folks. We are here to talk all about Rise of Skywalker. It's ready. It's here. We've been waiting two years for the final chapter of the Skywalker saga, as they like to call it. And we have an amazing crew to see what we actually thought did live up to the hype. Did we have lens flare? What did we have? Are we ready for this? Were we not ready for it? Or did it give it to what we wanted? I think it's going to be a great time to talk all about it. And of course, it's my Mike Faber here, and we got Mr. Mike Gordon here. Howdy! Is the force strong with you tonight? The force is strong. It's going to be very strong. It's, it's as strong as our drinks, right? Damn frippin' straight. <laughs> and yes, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about tonight. And truthfully, you know, we're all Star Wars fans who's on the show tonight. There's no getting around that. And it's going to be interesting to get everyone's point of view for it you know and we're going to also talk about it from all different angles and you know we're going to talk about it from you know the fanboy view the views of these people who said i walked out halfway through and i want to find out the mentality behind that you know no movie is really worth walking out except for cats you know but, <laughs> but um, fair, I, point, I, fair point fair yeah. point so it'll be interesting to do and of course we have our movie folks with us we have alex here tonight hey good evening everybody how are you tonight my friend oh man i am i'm tired i am tired um non-stop working at the theater uh to to get all these folks in uh for the aforementioned cats of and, course, of course. Uh, and then that other movie that came out this weekend. You had it, to hold the crowds back for cats. It's yeah. like hurting cats. It's oh. like hurting oh. Yeah, in this case, it was like cats hurting us. So, <laughs> yeah, Good point. Good point. There's probably more people working at the movie theater than went to go see the movie. Not saying, but yeah. <laughs> okay. And of course, we have the lovely and talented Ashley Pauls. Hello. I have been looking forward to chatting about this for a long time, so I'm excited that it's finally here and we can dig into it. Yes, we saw your pictures dressed as dark gray. It was awesome. Yes, I finished the costume with about a week to go, which is a little bit tighter timeline than I like to cut it, but I got it done and nothing fell apart, so I call it a success. Awesome. There you go. So no costume mishaps, huh? No, thankfully not. You were you were done with your costume a week before you had to... Has she not done Dragon Con? <laughs> normally i like to plan ahead but like it got busy with the holiday season and then yeah. suddenly i'm like man i need to finish gluing this belt because the movie's next week so wow these kids today all right I know. <laughs> alex did you did you dress up as well you know what i did not as a matter of fact um i uh so you wear a button down that was pretty dressed up oh yeah i was I, okay so so i <laughs> I, did, I suited up but i did not suit up as it were Gotcha. Um, did not get the chance to to verify whether or not my Jedi would even fit anymore, and I know the uh, my armor for my Mandalorian is uh, woefully uh, the wrong size now. So uh, had, had, these are bad things to have to worry about naturally. Um, but the fact that I've now gone hipster Mando because I was like, ooh, I was wearing Mandalorian armor before it was cool. 
Um, Touche. <laughs> you were ahead um, of the trend. I was so ahead of the trend. Um, they called him Boba what? Yeah. So, well, that's awesome, it though. just so happens, and I think it's a great, great uh, fortune for all of us that, uh, I mean, the, the, we, you know, you guys come on, talk about movies all the time, but I also know what big diehard Star Wars fans you are. So this is like, you know, the sort of a perfect mix of folks to have on. It was a double-edged reason to have them both on tonight, actually. Not that we just don't love talking to you guys, but we also, (laughs) you know, we also do have, you know, fabulous Star Wars movie to talk about, or maybe a crappy Star Wars movie. We're going to reveal that during the film and while we're talking about it. So, of course, we are going to spoil the hell out of this one. So be prepared, folks. We are going to talk all about it, ins and outs. And so please, if you haven't seen it yet, if you're the one person in the United States or around the world who hasn't gone to see it yet, please do. We definitely would love to share it with you guys. Please write us. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are on the movie. Please write us at Station one at ESONetwork.com. All right. Let's get started. Jump in with both feet. You ready, well, Mikey? Be- yeah, yeah. Before we get to like our opinions and everything, Alex, I want to talk to you. I mean, you were right out uh, at ground zero as far as the box office goes. And and I, I must say, I was actually quite uh, underwhelmed because I saw it on Saturday morning and there was only about 20 of us in the theater, right? which really just threw me. I was like, I have never seeing a Star Wars movie the opening weekend with only 20 people, like with less than a third of the, the, the theater filled. And uh, how, how was it doing? Well, you hit a big topic right off the bat because you mentioned flat out that you went on Saturday morning, almost 90% of, uh, well, it seems to be about 90% of the people who went either went on Thursday slash Friday. Okay or Saturday afternoon. Um, it pulled in $137 million by Saturday and finished Sunday with $177 uh, million. So I don't even know anymore. Is that, is that good? Okay. So, um, <laughs> right, you know, it sounds, it sounds ridiculous. In this post end game world. Yeah. Is that good? <laughs> What's even a high box office anymore? $400 right. million? <laughs> To give you a bit of a, uh, uh, it's the number 10 movie of 2019 as of our recording on Monday. Phew. Wow. It is the number 10 movie. It has pushed out uh, Hobbs and Shaw. It's pushed out. Uh, anything uh, not Godzilla. Disney. Any, anything not <laughs> Disney. <laughs> well, it's still, by the time this airs, by the time this airs, it will have passed uh, The Joker. It will have passed Aladdin, you know, that movie that we all thought was going to bomb. Um, who knew? Who knew? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for reminding us. I think no that worries. goes for both of them. Not to yeah. Um, <laughs> and we'll be, uh, it, it, by the end of the week, it should be the number, I, I'm guessing probably about the number eight film uh, in, in the, uh, in, of 2019 in its first week. Um it's weird to say that a movie that made $177 million is being considered right now underperforming. Um, Disney's estimate was 160. Everybody else's uh, estimation was 190 to 200 million. Mm. So for Disney, 
it's a hit. It's a success. It's done what they wanted it to do. Everybody else who's posting on the internet is declaring this movie a flop and a bomb. Uh, Cinema score is given only a B plus instead of an A, which it gave the last two films. Uh, It's all semantics, really. Um, I'm of the opinion that if your movie opens at number 10 for the year and it opens in the last two weeks of December. Right. You're not doing too bad for yourself. <laughs> well, the, the money that you're saying, Alex, is that yeah. domestic or is that worldwide? Excellent question. That is domestic. Uh, worldwide, it has pulled in another $190 million. So it's already done $378 million. Or at this point, I'm guessing like, 52 cats movies <laughs> <laughs> well the question though also is there anywhere in the world that hasn't opened yet or did it open all at the same time it, it did not open all at the same time there are still places that it hasn't opened yet i don't have uh all of that information in front of me um but uh yeah international it's uh you know, I mean, it, it. Okay, China was the number one movie was Ip Man four, but that was the finale. So you have to understand. <laughs> um, Australia twelve million dollars, New Zealand two million dollars, uh, Norway. You know, uh, which compels you. Uh, Hungary. I mean, it's it's doing well pretty much everywhere. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 not doing bad for itself. It it did. It's opened in Romania, so clearly All it's right. doing well for itself. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's the number one movie on the planet. And, and that's, I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. No, no. But it is, it is interesting to gauge it, especially, like I said, in this world of, you know, where Endgame kind of changed everything. Um, you know, that's, did this one, how, how well is this one doing? Especially since it's the foreseeable, the last one in the foreseeable future. At Uh, least for a couple of years. yeah. 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 So um and i'm just glad to hear that you know um uh harrison ford's minimum appearance fee has been covered so that's a (laughs) spoiler (laughs) you look great kid (laughs) (laughs) yes well we uh we did cover we did say spoilers so right away oh of course yes we're going to continue to spoil, but okay. So let's get into it. Actually, we're going to start with who you. would have guessed that Jar Jar was the Sith Lord? You know, yes. right. <laughs> shocking uh, twist. Anybody <laughs> who watched episodes one through three, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Uh. So Ashley, we're going to start with you as far as what were your expectations going in and coming out? Uh, how'd you feel? Yeah, so um, I guess you could say that I was a little bit interested in this movie, you know, kind of looking forward to it, just a tiny bit excited. And I mean, I just went to a Star Wars celebration earlier this year, primarily because I was so excited about episode nine. So I felt like I was kind of in a tricky place. You know, it's fun to get really hyped, speculate and come up with theories, but I think there can also be danger sometime in getting too hyped, like letting your expectations just skyrocket and, you know, get a picture in your mind of what you want the movie to be. So before I went in, 
I tried to take everything that I'd hoped and kind of thought and planned and put it in a box and just set that aside and just let the movie be what it wanted to be. And I have to say that I had a really great time. Um, it's hard when I review a movie, I normally try to come at it from an unbiased perspective, but it's really hard. Star Wars is my favorite thing. So I was already primed to like this. And there are a few things that I would have tweaked and maybe changed, but overall it was a Star Wars movie. Made me laugh. It made me cry. It made me smile as I was walking out. So it, it did exactly what I wanted it to do. And I thought it's a great wrap up to this saga and I can't wait to talk more about it. Awesome. Yeah. I read your, your full review, uh, on, uh, Earth Station, uh, the ESOnetwork.com. And uh, it was, it was uh, obviously you made some really good points, which we'll cover some of those. Uh, for those people, though, who want to know more details, uh, I would definitely recommend checking out your review, as always. Um, but uh, Alex, what about you? Um, I mean, I live and breathe Star Wars. But um, to be fair, I don't do as much of the expanded Star Wars. My stuff is the movies. That is my forte. That's what I got into from the beginning. Uh, that is what I've I've always kind of clung to. Uh, getting set for this one, I did actually pick up uh, Resistance Reborn, which was uh, the new book that's supposed to be the bridge between Last Jedi and uh, and uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker. I I went in. I went in, ironically enough, with a lot of hope. Um, I, I am, I, I'm one of those that really, truly enjoyed The Last Jedi. I liked the risks they took there. I like that things that were done in that were done in such a way that it did flip the script. Um, because everybody kept complaining about how safe The Force Awakens was. Granted, Force Awakens also did almost a billion dollars domestic. So maybe safe was the right way to go. Um, you know, uh, um, you got a lot of, you got to make up a lot of ground that the, the prequels kind of burned, right? Right. So, and again, there was how many years difference between the, the prequels and Force Awakens? You know, what was it, 10 years? Yeah, something like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then all of a sudden we get one and everybody rushes to the theater and watches it 30 times. And then along comes the last Jedi and everybody sees it, you know, six, seven times in the theaters and then says, it's terrible. And it's like, really? Anyway, um, getting back to what you were asking the um, I, I went in with a lot of hope. I actually, uh, I really enjoyed last Jedi. It was one that I saw very, very many times. Uh, I loved force awakens. I saw it many, many times more. Um, and I knew that Abrams was going to give us a, a finale that was fitting of Star Wars. So I went in knowing the bridge because I actually wanted to know the bridge uh, between the two and to see how they were going to uh, coordinate it. And uh, that definitely changed the way that I saw the film. And we will talk about that in a bit, I am sure. So. But overall, were you satisfied? Were you? Did you come? Oh, I was incredibly satisfied with, okay, with what I got. Um, there are are tweaks that I'm not crazy about, but it's not enough for me to jump on the internet and scream how everybody has screwed up everything, <laughs> and how how every time Marvel touches something, it instantly dies. And there's absolutely no evidence of that if you don't count the Muppets. 
So, <laughs> wow. But yelling on the internet is what Star Wars fans are supposed to do. It feels like that. Holy crap! It's it what a who's who of Star Wars fans. I, I think yeah. that's just. I think that's just true of every fandom now. Um, yeah. And yeah. So, all right, cool. Well, I can't wait to get more in detail, Mike. What about you? Okay. Um, I went into this with no expectations. I stayed away from any kind of reviews. I tried to stay off the internet. One or two little things were spoiled, but nothing to ruin the movie for me. And I went in really, you know, open-minded. And like Alex, I did read the book also because I wanted to see where they were going to go with it. And, you know, Will they have like the army, you know, because at the end of the last movie, they had everyone know Luke's name all of a sudden, you know, Skywalker, you know, type thing. And so I was wondering, would this bring a whole new resistance? I didn't know where they were going to go with it. And I thought it did meet all my expectations. The movie was satisfying. I sat there like a total idiot with a grin on his face the whole frippin' movie and it was just a ball of fun and that's what I wanted from a Star Wars movie I didn't care if it was you know a masterpiece I didn't care if it answered every question it was a movie and I had fun with it and that's what I got from it and I am so looking forward to jumping in and talking about this movie well cool well, we, we are, that's what we're all here for. So I hope so. Uh, Cause if yeah, not, so I'm so drinking so. alone. So hey. <laughs> 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 we'll see if we can get, let you get a word in edgewise. Um, Maddox isn't on it. So I think I will. <laughs> um, well, like many of you, I mean, obviously star Wars is a big factor in my life. And, uh, but yet I felt like going into this movie in particular that, that just didn't have the same sort of spark for me um, uh, as far as like, I didn't need to see it right away. I didn't need to see it on Thursday. I didn't need to see it. And, you know, it was weird experience when I went to the theater and there was only 20 of us or so. I I just thought, well, this is just odd. Um, I, I, you know, I'd seen the, some of the trailers. uh, I'm not going to lie, even though I try to stay usually away from that sort of thing. Um, and there was a couple things that were like that, you know, some people it leaked out and got spoiled, nothing too major. Um, but, uh, uh, like you guys, because I think when, you know, a few years ago when we reviewed last Jedi, we all approved of it. We all liked it a lot. Um, much, and that was, Still very, do. that's the thing. It hasn't that was, changed. That was very much unlike, like a, like a lot of people online. Um, and I don't really know what the percentage is. I just know that the, the fandom was fractured, you know, and so whatever it's, I don't think it's 50, 50, but I do think that, you know, it's, it's, it's a severe enough thing where it's very difficult even now for people to talk about this movie without talking about last Jedi. Um, and I know that that's going to come up. So that's going to be something that we definitely address. Um, but like, like most of you, I came out and I was extremely happy, uh, extremely satisfied. There was a lot that I loved about this movie. There's a lot that I, I thought was just spot on brilliant. 
Uh, and there's a lot of stuff that I didn't think was brilliant. Um, it, the movie was in a lot of ways just bonkers. Uh, maybe more <laughs> more bonkers than any other Star Wars movie I've ever seen. Uh, in terms of the pace, in terms of uh, just some of the, the plot of it, uh, the story elements. Um, it was just, it seemed like it was all over the place. Because it, it had to do a lot. It really had to do a lot. And, um, you know, with those, you know, it's, I know that, you know, Abrams started the, 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 this trilogy. Um, he had no intention of finishing it, which is just an odd thing for me. I, I, I really ultimately um, have um, a lot of questions for Kathleen Kennedy and the people at Disney for, for their going into this, making a trilogy, knowing it was going to be a trilogy, knowing it was how important it was not only to fans, but to uh, Disney's bottom line without a plan for all three films. Like that just seems to me to be the most haphazard way to go about it. It's just like, there's no one person, there's no one creator. I mean, I, you know, yes, George stepped down, but, um, there's nobody in his place, really. That, and, made me, that made me wonder, you know, did they even think about having who was Ray from the beginning? They, or did they, they just I don't, did they just come up with that? I think they had some ideas, but like I said, JJ started the discussion and then he just walked away. Like he wasn't supposed to direct or have be involved in the third one. Uh he only came in because the guy who was doing the third one didn't agree with Kathleen Kennedy and, and walked off. And so uh, the scripts, the stories are not even by the, of all three are not even by the same people. You know, Ryan Johnson wrote the last one, uh, not, I mean, he's credited by himself, but I'm sure he, there was some input other way in other places by other folks. Um, but for this one, you got the guy, you got the guy who wrote Batman V Superman. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> how does how does disney go oh yeah that guy we need that guy to write the last star wars movie um i i don't know there's just a lot of questionable decisions here that um that going into it but and 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 it's hard it's difficult you know uh to 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 put all that aside but i think the movie does once you're in it and once you once the you see that the that that blue font that starts, you know, with uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and then Star Wars like blares on the screen. I, I just there's nothing, nothing in the cinema that affects me like that. It's just it's a it's a reaction that I, came out in '77 and it touched me then and it it excites me now. Uh, and I and I and I and I don't know if we'll ever see that again. I don't know what the future is going to look like if we're ever going to see that sort of one-two punch uh, going forward. I mean, certainly they can have the license to change whatever they want now. Um, but that being said, um, like I said, I walked out really uh, with a smile on my face. I really enjoyed it. I think uh, if the, yes, there are negatives, but I think the positive really outweighed the negatives. And uh, I want to get into it. I want to get into more details. So, Ashley, we're going to start with you. 
I want something positive that you like from this movie, some aspect of it. Yeah. Um, so Ray is one of my favorite Star Wars characters. I mean, obviously I have multiple cosplays of Ray. I'm not going to confess how many Ray costumes I have. We'll just, we'll just leave that up to your imagination, but <laughs> too many is the answer. We secretly went to your husband to ask him this question. This is the answer he came with. No. <laughs> yeah. He just, he rolls his eyes every time. It's like, I'm thinking about making another Ray costume, but she's a character that is really close to my heart just because it was really special in the force awakens to see a female character use the force and like she is going to be the main jedi and just to watch her her journey and i was really excited about the places that the last jedi took her so i was kind of nervous about what might happen in the rise of skywalker you know what meaningful could they do for her character and i have to say i think daisy ridley really nailed it i think this is her best performance as ray she brings a lot of emotion i love that they kind of let her get into her dark side anger a little bit she's showing all these really cool force powers but she's not perfect she's not always in control and i'm sure we'll dive into this more later but at first i wasn't necessarily a fan of the revelation that she was a palpatine because i kind of liked her being on her own and being a nobody just with that whole lesson that you can be anybody and still be strong and powerful in the force but i will say that i think that if they were going to make that choice they did handle it pretty well and it flowed more smoothly for me the second time i watched it and just really loved everything with her and particularly her interactions with Kylo Ren. Um, Adam Driver is such an amazing performer. I just loved everything about those two in this movie, their fight on the ruins of the Death Star in the ocean. What a great visual. And then um, when they team up at the end to defeat Palpatine and it's all just really great stuff. Some of my favorite things in star Wars and um, just the way it really does wrap all these movies together. And I can't wait to have a marathon eventually and see just how the story all flows together. If, if this trilogy is, is Ray's trilogy, which I think it is, um, Daisy handles it as well as anybody could. And, and I think you're right, not only for her acting ability and her performance in this movie, but I'll I'll go so far as to say that I think everybody stepped up this Agreed. this movie. I think performance wise, everybody was amazing, uh, better than they had been. Not that they were slouching um, in the in the last few in the last two movies, but there's just something about it. I mean, uh, Adam Driver is still amazing. Um, uh, you pointed out in your article, uh, quite uh, quite rightly so, that you know he doesn't even have to talk. Yeah, like he's just he could just like his expressions like say so much. Yeah, it was so interesting to me because I was thinking of the ending of the film, how powerful he is in it. And then later I mentioned somebody online saying that he didn't really have that much dialogue in the last third. And like, man, you're right. But I didn't even notice it because you don't need it. You can see everything he's doing non-verbally. So I kind of like that they just kind of showed that up. And I think all these actors do a really great job of really putting their emotion and heart into these roles. Yeah, absolutely. You can tell it means something more and more than just a paycheck to them. Exactly. Um, although I'm sure it's pretty big. Yes, uh, that's nice. Nice bonus <laughs> as well. <laughs> I wouldn't um, complain if that showed up in my mailbox. But I mean, her arc from the the first time we see her, because I did actually in prepar- in preparation for this movie uh, Thursday, I rewatched Force Awakens. Friday, I rewatched um, uh, Last Jedi. And so I, so it was all fresh in my head, like exactly like, you know, this through line of these, these movies. 
And yeah, it's, it's un, it, there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens and there's a lot of back and forth between different creators. But one thing that I think is consistent is, is Ray, is Ray's story and, and Daisy, um, uh, Daisy's performance. I think that, uh, I mean, yes, the revelation that she's Palpatine's uh, kid is, it did surprise me. I will say, I, I, I know some people must have predicted that, but I don't remember any, but I don't remember hearing that from anybody. Like I kept hearing it was Luke, you know, she was related to Luke or that she was like, you know, created by the force or that she was never, I mean, the strongest, uh, I think the loudest people, uh, people online were that she was Obi-Wan's kin. So I don't know. What did you guys think about um, the revelation that she's a Palpatine? Like not a hundred percent surprised because a friend of mine had been talking about it at a party we were at and said, wouldn't it be funny if it, if it was the emperor's granddaughter or something like that? And he said, Oh, pff, just joking, <laughs> you know, t- something crap like that. And then we saw it up on the screen and I was like, damn it. He was right. <laughs> and that was the best part about it. And it was just, it was, it was good. I couldn't see her being Obi-Wan's kid or grandkid because Obi-Wan really, unless it was off screen and definitely not Luke or it, not the missing twin of, you know, Han and Leia, you know, it would just, it, it just, who else could it have been? Uh, the revelation of her being Palpatine ruined one of the biggest aspects that I liked about the last Jedi. <laughs> Uh, I hated well, this revelation. And mm. the moment I said, and understand, I saw this Wednesday. So I had to sit on this all weekend long. Um, Alex? It, it's one of the things that I did not like about this movie. Um, there's something beautiful about the idea that anybody can be a force user, that anybody can have that attachment. And instead they went, if not, if you're going to be a good one, because if you're going to be a good one, you got to be one of those. And this makes the entire nine movie trilogy, the nine movie series, not a story about Skywalker. It's about Emperor Palpatine. The whole thing comes full circle and becomes the Palpatine story. And, and I hate that. I hate that. Well, he does take a he does take a snooze in 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 yeah, four but still, uh, he still makes an appearance. <laughs> of five, he does. He makes. He does. He does. He's a fur. He wakes up for a little, from his nap. And the, re- the revelation <laughs> is is one of the worst things because my mind immediately started going. Wait, she's about how old? Early twenties, maybe. Right. And we saw when she gets abandoned. She's abandoned at about what six, maybe? Maybe younger. Maybe I don't know. I I, I don't understand. Maybe the younger. There. So the so if you start working yeah. with the timeline, yeah. we discover that he had a son who wasn't good enough to be part of the empire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, and how the, much of a dig is that on from as a as a parent? If the yeah. logic on it, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, We're gonna skip a generation. You know what? No, no. Um, so from a logistic table, and I am telling you right now, this statement about, about the whole age thing and, and how this all came about, um, that's gonna pop up a lot. It is a huge plot hole. Um did they work it right? Yeah. 
yeah, they worked it right. They they did a good job with how they handled it. I, especially with the aspect of Leia knowing and Luke knowing. Um, I, I think doing that and still going, yeah, we know that, you know, you're part of the most horrible family on the in the galaxy, but we're still going to train you anyway because you know there's that. It's, um, it's weird to think of it as a family because he's just a dude. Like, <laughs> like I don't even like. It's not like there's a long line of Palpatines that you know, like just one guy. Uh, you know, but now right. they've opened up an entire new portion of the universe. They sure have. They sure give have. us those. Yeah. Man, my dad stinks as the emperor. Kind yeah, of storyline. We best hide our kid. They, yeah. Well, there's a lot in here for the expanded universe to build upon. Mm-hmm. A lot oh, of stuff. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah, I wasn't tickled by the idea, but I will say that if she has to be, um, the granddaughter or related by blood to somebody, Calrissian, then. Then I think I think uh, well that's everybody. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think that <laughs> then I think that um, Palpatine's is good to me. It works because they made it like the whole fact that you have Palpatine back in this movie. I think that is a necessary element to that um, because if you if you have, if you're going to bring Emperor Palpatine back uh, to you know he lives and as the main big bad guy or the representation of the sith um then i think you have to have some character that's uh sort of related to her or you know to actually turn and i think it's an an interesting i i think ashley you really uh, put it well in your article where you said if she's it, you know, it gives her a different kind of thing to face, right? Yes. Um, not just a question of like, oh, I'm, I don't come, I I don't know where I come from, uh, or I come from nowhere, so I just have to, uh, you know, decide who I am myself. To all of a sudden going, oh, well, I've got this in me. This is like, how am I going to deal with this? And it gives her more. Uh, it gives her more of a direction to deal with and more of something for her to overcome. And it makes that last scene between her and Palpatine so powerful. I think um, without that, without having that element in there, I don't know if that works as well. Um, I think it still would work, you know, to have somebody represent the Jedi and somebody represent the Sith, but you have that added element of the family tie to it. And I, I'm, I'm, okay with it but I, I i'm like you alex i didn't love it because mm. in you know i i i'm trying to, to not to assume that it's a big you know finger to, to ryan uh and what he did with last jedi but in some cases it you know obviously from what i understand like these two directors these two creators don't hate each other you know there's a sense of competition sure but uh, for all the people out there that are like, oh, you know, Disney or uh, or J.J. Abrams was saying like, F you to everything that Ryan did. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true at all. Um, but I do think that there was some things that, you know, that uh, J.J. was like, I want to tell this story. Um, I don't really want to tell the story that you <laughs> 
that you told uh, or to continue that story. And so that's why it would have been nice if this had been planned out, I think, by the same, at least, screenwriters all the way through. Mike, what did you think? What did you think of uh, Palpatine's uh, little uh, uh, grandbaby? Hey, my feeling is the Jedi cannot exist without the Sith. It's almost like two sides to the same coin. And sure. I thought, you know, with basically, you know, with Ray being the last Jedi, technically, and then, you know, Palpatine being the end of the Sith, I thought her passing at the end and Ben being there, you know, not a true Jedi type thing since he was corrupt with the Kylo and everything like that. I thought that would have been a more fitting end after she killed Palpatine. I thought she used all the Jedi power to, you know, and I just think it would be a part of the past and that moving forward, he could preach the, legend of the jedi and the the sith you know that type of thing i thought that would have been a great ending with the storyline i think going forward with that would have been a neat thing but i wasn't disappointed with how it ended if if you know the the element that there always needs to be balanced to the force is true then obviously there's some some great evil on the horizon to come because because <laughs> right now like you know they just wiped out like the biggest representation of evil that the that that the whole saga ever had and so you now you've got one you know light force user um and nobody to fight um maybe mm. we'll see uh, we still don't know how Baby Yoda is going to turn out, so it's possible. <laughs> there could bad, be right? darkness there. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, when Baby Yoda goes bad, um, yeah, like, like the idea of a very small, a little tiny uh, Baby Yoda wearing all black with the hood and everything like that. Look, some look, ears just sticking. I'm just saying, coming out of fingers. I'm just yeah, saying, just... Ray might not be the only Palpatine baby out there. You know what I'm like? <laughs> like mm, descending mm. out well, there. But... Just want to point out, Baby Yoda, also wrinkly. (laughs) Wow. I thought it was pretty darn awesome, though, that they, you know, basically showed all that, you know, all the clones and such in the tanks when they were going through. And you even saw, you know. So you saw like some snow. Exactly. Right. Like some, some, yeah. So they had, they tied that together. Like, Hey, you know, so it was the emperor controlling everything. Uh, Snoke is, Snoke was just, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. The, the emperor, uh, Palpatine has been controlling everything from, from the get Um, and I'm sure that, you know, the person who, the, the writer who's chosen to, to write the novel that's going to explain all that is going to have to be very creative. (laughs) (laughs) because you know from the moment that he's tossed off the the ledge and in return of the jedi to where we see him um or or no sorry we first get the scroll like the first the opening scroll of the like words in the in the in the crawl say emperor palpatine has been broadcasting to the universe i'm like what He's got a podcast. Yeah, the Emperor Palpatine's podcast. I wonder if he wants to come on the ESO network. We need some of the, you know. Is it, put him in the geek seat. 
I don't think he bends that way anymore. <laughs> um, and if we don't like his responses, I could see lightning in our feature. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, yeah, I the the way that the movie starts, the scroll is is really interesting. I like. I, I think it's more of a case of Emperor's got a YouTube channel. Because I just like the idea of everyone in the show. Sup, guys? Emperor Palpatine here. You know, <laughs> like, 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 like. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Smash that subscription button. You know. Uh, <laughs> Hit the subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> because of some YouTube uh, 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 regulations, we really need you to hit that notification button. Uh, uh, so, um, all right. And, and so, I, you know, before we uh, get to the next thing, I do want to, I think it's a nice bridge, though, because along with Ray's story, you do have Kylo slash Ben's story. Um, the big question is, should he be redeemed? This is Star Wars. I think we all expected him to be redeemed. I mean, that's the point of it, right? So uh... how successful do you feel the redemption story was? Uh, we'll start with you on this, Alex. Because you, because you're groaning, I hear you. I'm, I'm groaning. I'm groaning because that was one of the things that, like, with the death of Snoke, we had the best possible villain in Kylo. Kylo, this angry guy who keeps throwing temper tantrums because if he doesn't make himself angry, he's going to be tempted to go back to the light side. Uh, which I just love the whole concept of that. And then all of a sudden, Palpatine. And you're like, wait, what? Um, and so suddenly it's obvious that we're going to get a redemption story. And I, again, not a choice that I would have I would have made, but I was still going under the belief that perhaps something from The Last Jedi uh, would get used. And I was not on board with the redemption until one scene. Uh, until, until you see Han, right? Until I saw Han. Yeah. Until Han said, I know. Yeah, I, uh, I like, well, hell, I'm on board now. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they did a pretty good job at, uh, you know, separating Kylo and Ben overall, but that just sealed it. And uh, I have to imagine that that was not the original plan. I think I think Leia was supposed to be in that role yeah. uh, as a force ghost. Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunate that Carrie wasn't around to 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 do that for us um and and give credit to harrison ford because we know he doesn't want to come back for this stuff but you know he suited up and and did a great job um and they made it clear that this is not he it's, we're not seeing han solo the force ghost this is han solo the mem- uh, memory yep yep uh, i thought that was a great distinction that they made and uh unlike this unlike the scene in you know batman v superman uh where you know talks to pa again I I I I thought this one was a lot more effective. Oh, very much so. Yeah. I thought it it was very touching cuz no one expected it also. No, that I mean, was that out was, of there. that yeah. that completely blew me away that uh he was in this at all. Yeah. That was uh I don't think that I haven't been able to find anywhere that even indicated like I'm fairly certain we all saw something that said that all three would be in the final film. Um, but honestly, I don't think anybody sat there and said, oh yeah, he's got a scene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know you he know. was at the premiere, but you kind of expect him to be there, you know? And, yeah. And all yeah. that. I thought it was going to be a flashback like I said, or something I, like that when I, 
and it could it have been sense, yeah. right, obviously but um but yeah that uh that was a great scene and um and that also uh you know uh, ties into you know the fact that carrie's in this a lot more than i thought she would be a lot more and let me tell you i know that they were extremely limited with what they had to work with but i thought everything was tasteful and uh and it made me you know emotional every time oh extremely so it was just wonderful there was a point though that i thought maybe it was all in ray's mind that she was like talking to the force leah or something that no one else was seeing Mm -hmm. it and but obviously not but i thought that would have been a neat concept too yeah, that would have been interesting. I was a little bit worried when I heard that they'd be bringing Carrie back just because my main concern that it was respectful. And I thought, I think, like you said, they did do it very tastefully, very nicely. And I was a little worried how having the character die within the film would land since we have lost Carrie Fisher. But again, I thought they did it really respectfully. I mean, what a way for, like, she gives the last of her life force to save her son. And then we get to see her in the end as a force ghost, like recognized among like the great masters of the force. So I thought it was really nice. And I like to think that Carrie would have enjoyed seeing this. Although I will always feel sad wondering, you know, what, could she have done if she had been alive to film this? I think there's a lot they could have done with the character, but with what we had, I think they, they did a good job. I was genuinely prepared to have like one or two brief moments with her. And then all of a sudden it being explained that she's been taken to a place where she can be protected. Um, Cause if they're going, if she's going to be the leader of the resistance, yep. we need to have her uh, uh, safe. Um, I honestly thought we would have seen more of Billy Lord yeah. um, and perhaps her taking a higher uh, position uh, in the entire thing. But it does make me wonder just how much stuff did they have of Carrie on the cutting. Oh, exactly. Because there was, I mean, because there's a lot there for her. Oh, She's yeah. a major presence and in the first I'm, half of the film, pretty much. If she is, she really is. Um, and when she's saying things like he's been pulling the strings this whole time, I'm like, is she talking about, does she, did they know Palpatine or did they, is she talking about Snoke or like when they film this, what is she talking about? Or is this something that, you know, they, they kind of slowly, like they slyly edited in there, you know, it's, it's very, well, again, and this wouldn't be the first time um, Alec Guinness says the word Ray in in force awakens it's because they found part of the word mm-hmm. uh in in another piece of dialogue of his clipped it out and slipped it into the film so i mean it would not surprise me if, if that's what they did um and and just changed things up and maybe times that we were hearing i need to see it again and again and again and again <laughs> um to to really recognize whether or not um the things that we were hearing that actually drove the plot along. Mm. If we were seeing Carrie say it. Um, Or if it's a case like there were a couple of times where the lightsaber gets handed off to Ray between the two of them and you see the hands, but you don't see the faces. Right. So I'm wondering if those are the points where Carrie's talking, but we don't see her saying it. 
I, um, I think so. one of the, you know, I mean, there's been so much talk about like how this movie uh, doesn't support or back up uh, what Ryan Johnson did. But I think one of the things that it does support is it shows that, no, no, Leia took training. She was a Jedi. Like she, yeah. like, mm-hmm. so she so has the her, force. Yeah. She, she knows the force and she can use it. So the fact that she saves herself uh, in uh, Last Jedi now makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where it seemed like it was kind of an odd Mary Poppins kind of moment. Uh, Mary Poppins in space kind of moment. Um, at first, now it seems Worked like... Oh, Guardians too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, now this seems like, okay, she actually... I mean, she had a saber. Yeah. So, yeah, I really like that. And... Um, and, and a couple of my friends in the 501st who who play Leia have already said, well, I guess I'm making a new costume. <laughs> nice. Because uh, I actually, I dug that training costume set up. Yeah, that was that great was, little flashback. Yeah. yeah. And it was the same area, uh, the same training area uh, that Ray was in at the beginning. Oh, I didn't notice yes. that. That's cool. Yeah. It was pretty nice. awesome. Yeah. I thought it was actually pretty cool when she was doing the training and she was just floating there in like the yoga pose. With the with the rocks yes. floating and everything, that was mm-hmm. just, exactly be with, be me. with me, be with me. Yeah. And I love how they came full circle with that. And you know, you were never alone, and all the voices. That was just mm-hmm. oh, I love that. And that was great watching the yeah. closing credits. Yeah, and seeing everybody listed. <laughs> yes. uh, I like I I you know I didn't even watch Rebels that much, and even I freaked when I saw Freddie Prince yeah. Jr. Exactly name. right. I was like, heck yeah, you know. <laughs> Or uh, Ashley Eccleston, right? Uh, yeah. Pat Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah. Even yeah. at Sam Jackson. You know, it was just very much Sam Jackson, yep. actually. Yeah, I would not expect that F-bomb yeah. in the mm-hmm. middle of that film. Yeah. But there you go. <laughs> That's what gave it an R rating. Thanks, Sam. Yeah. Uh, um, Alex, what is something else that you uh, really, really enjoyed about this? Maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, as as much as, as I have... have Dingman for being such a like they I, I felt like he was pigeonholed a lot of just like we'll slip him into the movie so that we can say that he's been in every one. I really enjoyed the C three PO storyline. That was awesome. That was yeah. awesome, and I yeah. like it. I'm forbidden to yeah. speak, Seth. It's like even though I know what it says, <laughs> yeah. I can't. Uh, I know what it says. I'm not allowed to say it. Um, <laughs> But and, and like, well, you know, the only way to do it would be to do this. Well, let's do that then. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> that was great. He's um, got some like under the like, I mean, just very soft, almost in the background lines that I just found hilarious. Like, yeah, he uh, got he like, got a lot of the when the, they the, get after yeah. they get sucked in underneath the, the <laughs> oh, ground, yes. and yeah. he he says like, "Is this heaven? Are droids allowed here?" Like I was yeah. like, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like that's so, so funny. I mean, I don't think yeah. he said heaven, but yeah they they gave him uh, they gave him some really great moments. Um, and I'm sorry, but you know, again, I I saw it with a bunch of of uh, theater heads uh, Wednesday, and not a dry eye when I'm getting one last look to my friends. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But that actually leads to something that um, I didn't like about the movie, which I'll get to in a bit, but um, we'll have those. Yeah. They, uh, but I did appreciate Anthony Daniel. Like I said, everybody was just on their a Like it just was amazing. Oh, the scene um, where he said, I want to say goodbye to my friends. I th- 
The yeah. scene where, like, I don't know, is he doing the voice of the 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 rebooted three PO that's doing the Sith yes. talk? Because that's creepy as as heck. Yeah, you know, I I you know, there's a there's a C three PO type unit um, type droid that's in the comics that's uh, murderous. Zero. Yeah, and. Uh, you know that's pretty creepy, but the, just the red-eyed cis spewing three PO <laughs> is might be the creepiest thing I've ever seen in Star Wars. Yeah, the interaction between rebooted three PO and uh, Poe mm-hmm. is wonderful. <laughs> that hello, I'm C three PO. Okay, this is gonna get more. This is gonna be a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but then he has that line about um, oh uh, when later on when he sees uh, uh, oh, what's the character the little character's name oh, uh, Babu Frick right when he sees Babu Frick he's like oh it's my oldest friend <laughs> he lives like a half hour's worth of memory exactly. <laughs> oh, we met R two again was... hello I am C three P yeah absolutely. Um. Uh. So, Mike, what's something else? What's something that you like? Oh, I, I loved. It's gonna sound hokey, but I love the interactions between you know Ray and Poe, and you know all the different characters, and I just thought it worked really, really well. And I liked the new characters that in, they introduced. I liked, you know. It was just neat seeing, you know, new characters. It just wasn't the old. And I like, you know, how Finn was able to find more stormtroopers like himself. That was pretty darn awesome. But I think the big one for me was Richard E. Grant. I think he he stole yeah. the movie for that. I, I heard someone great. Uh, someone say Richard E. Grant was born to play an imperial. Yes, animal. and I'm yes. like, yes, yes, he was. Oh, like, yeah. he, he was perfect. so creepy and so it was just awesome. I'm glad he went that route instead of the route from Hudson Hawk, <laughs> where uh, where he's just slightly maniacal. Yeah, you you could stop. Um, Nobody see that. But no, that was yeah. I know it's. <laughs> I can't get a Danny Aiello reference into a no. into one of these. But yeah, it, it was just awesome, um, and he. I think Richard E. Grant was just awesome. I loved. You know, we found our spy. Poof, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I I actually I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, build on that, Mike, because to me, the what I love about the original trilogy, four, five, and six, is <clears throat> I love seeing Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie, 3PO, and R2 on adventures together. I love the interaction of them. Uh, they're great fun to watch together, uh, whether they are trapped in a garbage compactor or uh, you know trying to um, save Han from uh, Jabba the Hutt or whatever they're doing. You know, they're on Endor. They're just, they, the chemistry of them, they're just a lot of fun to watch. My biggest disappointment of The of Force Awakens is that it made it very clear that that was never going to happen again. Yes, these, these, these folks are in this movie, uh, but they're never going to team up again. You're never going to see that again. So, uh, so that was my biggest disappointment of Force Awakens. Um, and then we get introduced to these new people. Uh, but they're all doing separate things. Heck, Ray doesn't even meet Poe until the end of Last Jedi. 
So what I yeah. really liked about uh, this movie is that you get Finn, Ray, Poe, C-3PO, BB-8, you know, all together, Chewbacca having adventures and it's fun. Like they're on this quest, which makes no sense at all. This ridiculous quest. Um, and yet I don't care because I'm having so much fun with the, them interacting and uh, watching them go through the, and have this adventure. Um, and I'm kind of sad now because that's going to not going to happen ever again. So I, you know, but um, I'm glad that we got that, that element of it in this movie. Oh, I agree 100%. I thought their chemistry was just so fun. I loved how they would, you know, joke back and forth. And then you have a little bit of that fun bickering that we got with the original trilogy cast too. And in some ways it felt just like a entertaining kind of like Indiana Jones adventure. Like we're going on this trip across the galaxy, trying to find artifacts and chase down the bad guys. And it was just fun, I think is a good word for it. And like you said, I'm sad. And I realized like, oh, we might not see these people again on screen together anymore. So I guess at least maybe till 20, 30 years down the road when we're watching episode 10. So we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows, right? Um, anything's on the, uh, on the table, I guess uh, we're going forward. Um, all right. So let's turn to the dark side. Ashley, what's something that you didn't really care for in the movie? So the first time I watched the movie, I felt like the pacing in the first like part of the movie was a little too fast. Like, I love that we got right to the adventure, but I was a little bit, it was a little bit almost jarring because like we, we go and then like, oh man, Palpatine is here right now. Like we're really doing this. Like it's going, I feel like maybe 15 minutes would have helped just kind of stretch out the beginning a little bit, make it seem less frantic. Although I will say that my second time watching it, it seemed to go smoother just because I knew what to expect and what was going on. Um, a couple other things. I was kind of sad that we didn't see, more of Rose, which I think is um, is tricky because there was the fandom reaction that was so negative to her and all the horrible things that the actress went through. And now her role is reduced in The Rise of Skywalker. And maybe that was always the way it was going to be. But it's um, I did really wish that we could have seen more of the actress. And I think it is just so unfortunate, the horrible treatment she received. So that was one kind of disappointment for me. I also would have liked to see more of General Hux. I love the fact that he was the spy. I love that he's so petty that he doesn't care about the resistance, but he just wants to get back at Kylo Ren. And I would have enjoyed seeing more from him, but I did like that little arc. Um, just more like other little things, but a lot of times I find like the first time I'm watching a Star Wars movie, it's so big and overwhelming. And sometimes there's stuff that didn't, doesn't sit right with me. But then once I watch it again and you're like, and you're kind of used to the story, a lot of those little issues got smoothed over for me. So really I would say is wanting to see more rows and maybe some tweaks to the pacing would be the two things that I would want to change. And one final thing is, I know this sounds kind of sad, but I wish they would have left C-3PO's memory wiped. Like I think that might've made that emotional moment hit harder. Like he didn't get his memories back. So he made that permanent sacrifice. I think that would have tugged on the heartstrings just a little bit more in terms of the film wrapping up, but um, those are just a few little things that I, I can think of. Oh yeah. I understand all of those uh, in particular, uh, the deal with Rose. Um, it seemed that JJ kind of like, was like, I don't really want to use her. And they said, no, you have to. And so I'm just going to stick her in the background pretty much and yeah. just have her say a few lines. And, and not only that, but 
then uh, we have this scene where um, Finn is going to, uh, you know, once again, sacrifice his life for the cause. And, you know, in the previous movie, she was like, no. And she risked her life so that he wouldn't do that. And in this movie, she just walks away and goes, okay, bye. See ya. Like, I don't know what happened to them between the break. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, it's obviously that the thrill is gone from that relationship. Yeah. Um, So that's actually, that's actually brought up in resistance reborn. Yeah. Um, And it's one of the only things from resistance reborn that makes it into the movie. Their relationship. Is Is that that relationship? They've just decided to be friends. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, and then you've got this whole, like, you know, is Finn really, like, into race thing, uh, which doesn't pay off at all, which, um, yeah, that's a weird thing. But anyway, um, <laughs> Alex, what about you? What's a, what's, a, what's a dark side negative reaction for you? <clears throat> I had three minor things about it. We've already discussed the Palpatine uh, family lineage thing. Um and I'm going to go in a totally different direction that nobody's prepared for. Disney owns 20th Century Fox. This is the last of the Skywalker movies. Oh, yes. Where was the damn fanfare yes. at the yes. beginning yes. of the movie? Yes. You could have just had the lights go down, hit the fanfare. Every one of your fanboys would have lost their minds to hear the fanfare start, because that was written for Star Wars. Yeah, especially since they added it back to Star Wars on Disney+. Plus. Yes, it's there. It's, oh, oh, I wanted that. And I literally, I sat there, I went, I hope the fanfare's there. And then it wasn't. No. And I'm like, wow, we're starting off on a bad note Mm -hmm. here, aren't we? (laughs) To this day, anytime I hear (laughs) the 20th Century Fox beginning... You know, I expect as soon as it stops, I fully expect <laughs> a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Oh, same, same. Yeah, it's it's one of those. I I have memories where like the TV is on in another room, and I'll hear the fanfare, and I'm like, oh, cool, one of the things. Maybe it's a Star Wars movie, and then you hear the Star Wars stuff come on, and suddenly you drop everything and run to the television. Um, it. I miss the fanfare. They had it back. They own the rights to it. I am so irritated that it wasn't there. But I imagine somebody would have gotten mad if the fanfare was, you know, happening while the Disney logo was being shown or something like that. Yeah, well, that's but the they thing. They don't show the Disney logo. It's yeah, they don't. Right? They don't. They could have. They could have opened it up with exactly. Lucas films. And yeah. I'm also, so, yeah, and and yeah, no, that I, that uh, that one two punch that I mentioned uh, at mm-hmm. the beginning, like you know, where I see you see the, the 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 words, and then you 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 know, then all of a sudden that blare of music with Star Wars uh, hitting the screen is just like a one two punch. You're, you're right. That third element of that. I was just, actually kind of surprised that they did not have the new Lucas opening that they do before Mandalorian with like the helmets and everything. I'm glad they did. I, I, I like that. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it feels, it feels too Marvel uh, comics. Yeah, for me. It kind of does. It's it, Disney. It feels real Marvel comics to me. <laughs> I don't all care. Disney now. Yeah. If it was Disney, Disney it would be like this castle that, you know, would be like Vader's castle. It would be a castle and the Death Star destroys it. (laughs) 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 That would be awesome. I wouldn't have have minded that. Um, 
But uh, no, we we get it that Disney owns everything. Oh, they just bought the Earth. Yes. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you guys. I'm out of here. Uh, finally, yeah. we're relevant. Um, <laughs> uh, what was, yeah, what was so, so? What's the what's the third thing? The third thing, genuinely, and this is so weird for me because again. I am all about the movies. I am all about the movies. That is my forte. They use almost nothing from Resistance Reborn. If you bought the book Resistance Reborn to get yourself caught up and started and ready to go for uh, for for Rise of Skywalker, uh, you 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 paid you paid thirty bucks for no reason. Rose and Finn are not a couple, and are there's no romantic connection. Uh, Ray and Finn are not a couple. There is no romantic connection. Those are both brought up in the book. In the book, they actually make mention of going out and getting former Imperial officers to help rebuild the resistance. Because as much as they don't like the Republic, they really don't like the First Order. Mm. None of that is used. And in fact, the First Order itself in this movie becomes... A, a non sequitur. They're they're not a threat when compared to the Empire yeah. and what Palpatine was able to put together on some ice rock while at the same time being a marionette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I the, the yeah he just I don't know the, he creates these like zombie ships that come out. I don't know the the whatever. And they're big. Yeah, they're huge. They're big because they've all got a planet destroyer on <laughs> they them. They do. They all have a planet destroyer because, you know, I so mean, that's what at you this do. point, Come we're on. just giving them away. Yeah, they're just everything. Yeah. You get a planet destroyer, you get a planet destroyer, <laughs> you get a planet destroyer. <laughs> that's, that's great. It's Oprah Palpatine. <laughs> um, but, you know, in, in saying that, and again, you know, we, we all, all these people, we're, okay, when Superman Returns came out, I remember everybody being so mad that Lex Luthor's plan was another real estate grab. Mm-hmm. Okay. Palpatine, third movie in a row. Let's build something that blows up planets. And <laughs> no, no, even better. I like the fact that, you know, his whole plan to get people to join him is to kill him. <laughs> yeah, yes. like, I'm like, how does that really work like like strike me down i'm like that's your goal is for someone to come along and strike you down um that seems kind of and i will live in you at at least at least in this one it made a lot more sense to me because he knew he would live on through her um like literally um but uh yeah he does he is kind of a one note guy like i destroy (laughs) planets and i want you to strike me down like that's his thing you know I think it's a compulsion. I think deep down he doesn't want to destroy things. And he's hoping that somebody will strike him down so that he'll stop this manic thing of having to destroy things. I'm just hoping it's not a genetic thing. Because otherwise, it, you know, Ray's yeah. going to be like, strike me down. Like, yeah. All right, Mike, take us to where, what uh, some of the things you didn't like. Uh, a couple of different things. I am not a big Poe fan. I always feel like, you know, he's always played haphazardly. And so the character or the actor? The character. The actor's fine. I've seen him in tons of different things. But I always feel like his character is always reckless, going against any kind of order. And I don't see how he got anywhere in any kind of organization type thing. I'd expect him to be more working in the mailroom of the resistance than, you know, being (laughs) now becoming the general of it after Leia dies. 
and in charge because he never has a plan and he always goes off the the his seat of his you know crack you know it's just stupid and i just don't like the character and i never feel any real chemistry with him and the other characters type thing and you know oh i know a guy you know what kind of guy um uh, a guy type thing and it was just it was it i just don't like the character at all and this is just not in this movie i haven't liked him in any of the three movies I think with the first movie, you know, we 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 see him as the hotshot pilot because we need a hotshot of course pilot we do. character. Uh, the last, you know, the last movie, you know, we we see him ultimately make the big mistake, but that's a plot point for the entire film because everybody makes the big mistake in that film, um, whether it being trusting the wrong, you know, roguish smuggler type or you know, committing mutiny. Um, and we go through that, but again, in resistance reborn, we start to see that he's regretting a lot of the stuff that's happened in this movie. We don't really see him uh, ascend to the proper general spot, but we do have that wonderful moment with him and Lando, uh, sitting there and him just sitting there going, man, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But Lando says you do it with your friends. And I thought that was that was actually well, one of the. I, I loved I every scene I with Lando. Feel, that was just awesome. Right. Yeah. But I I do I see your point. I do feel that they had the potential of doing a really solid arc uh, for Poe that they didn't really connect with. But I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we were also thrown for this loop of, yeah, it's it's not really it, it's not a it's not a Poe Finn. No, Ray it's story. a race story. It's 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 an Emperor Palpatine yeah. story, is what it is. Um, uh, uh, but I mean, you got that many characters, and maybe maybe two and a half hours wasn't long enough. For it did. Stuff. No, there were parts in the, especially the first half of the movie. It just felt like let's fit this and fit this and fit this and fit this and and that's oh, oh it, it's, it's frantic. frantic. Yeah. But it's also the whole movie is very formulaic, and that's one of my complaints with it. You knew exactly that, you know, the emperor was going to open the giant window to show the battle. Your friends are falling, Ray. You know, that's right out of Return of the Jedi, you know, and it just it was just like, come on, guys. I wanted to see something a little different, but, you know, you know, at least you didn't get the force lightning, you know, showing her skeleton inside of her armor or something like that, you know, but it was. I I enjoyed it and I liked what we saw overall. And there was just, you know, it was just tough because I knew what was coming next, but it's a Star Wars movie and that's what you get. And at least we didn't, at yeah, least we didn't get any Ewok song at the end. But we, we did get the Ewok. I like the Ewoks. We did get the- <laughs> I like it too. <laughs> Me too. I like the old one. I don't like the new yeah. one they replaced it with. Yeah. Um, to each their own. Um, for me, I think the, the thing that annoyed me the most about this movie um, uh, was uh, the decision. Like, look, uh, this is the last movie. We've got a lot of stuff to do. Uh, there's going to be some emotions on, I mean, for fans or whatever. If this movie's doing its job, we're, there's going to be emotional moments here. Plus, you've got 
a person, a beloved person who's who's no longer with us that's in this movie. So every time you see her, you're going to get emotional. So, so the fact that these MFers decide, you know what, we're going to kill Chewie. And I put kill in like quotes because we're going to kill Chewie and not just kill him. We're going to make you think Ray did it. And, and I'm like, okay, when it happened, I was like, that's a bold, that's a freaking bold move. And I was like, this is, this is, this is, it's like, it's like Luke, Luke says in, in uh, Last Jedi, this is not going to go the way you think. I was like, oh, this did not go the way I thought. And then it's revealed, no, he's fine. You know, within like five minutes. Um, same thing with 3PO. 3PO has this great moment where he's like, you know, I'm saying goodbye to all my friends. I'm making the sacrifice for you. It's really one of the most, th- the most selfless, selfless things he's done in the entire franchise and yeah. you know they they backtrack it up because R2's got a backup. Um, and I just I'm like our emotions are like they even do it like two twi- uh, twice with the Falcon where you think the Falcon is going to be gone like we're not going to see the Falcon again it's crashed or whatever and nope it's back it's fine and I'm just like look we all expect this to be like the end of a saga the end quit messing with us that that you know we've got a lot of stuff riding we if the if the emotion is at the end, then that's where it needs to be. But don't keep jerking us around. I did love when the Falcon was on fire when it landed back. In. It's yeah. like, you're burning the ship. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, yeah. Well, I like the, that scene between Ray and Poe where she was like, you know, talking about the ship and he's talking about, yeah, exactly. Poe, you know, like, um, uh, and it was a weird shot at the end too, where it's like it's Ray and BB-8, which I'm like, I know you guys are the kind of the stars of this trilogy, but BB-8's not yours, Ray. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> like, why are you traveling with BB-8? Um, why are you stealing BB-8, yo? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that really I thought was unnecessary. Um, it, they didn't really need to do. Um, and then it just sets up this weird kind of like, oh, well, it's pretty easy as for us now to just go into Star Destroyers and infiltrate and like get what we want and then get out. Uh, I'm like, that's okay, whatever. Um, so, um, and I thought some of the stuff would have been better. Obviously, they didn't have a lot of time. So you've got a lot of shortcuts. You know, the Hux thing could have been a really cool reveal if it had made any sense whatsoever and had some stuff in it, maybe from the second movie. Uh, but it, you know, we know he doesn't like him. But is he willing to create like to 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 have like to commit treason, you know? Um, so it was it, it's obvious to me that uh, you know they they wanted to have Richard E. Grant in the in in the role of the the general in the villainous general, and they wanted to have Palpatine there. So they made some they put some other people to the side, and and including Rose. You know, as much as I thought uh, Jana was interesting. Um, you know, I was kind of like, oh, it's another person that Finn is meeting that's a possible love interest, maybe, but we still don't know what's up with, like, it just seemed like wherever, like, Finn gets a different love interest for everybody. What was the big thing? I, I might have missed it. The big thing that uh, Finn had to tell to tell Ray. No, you didn't miss it because they never yeah. resolved it. Um, yeah. And, and of there, course, there are different theories. Well, <laughs> Abram said it, it like in an article, in an article interview, he said basically it was the fact that he's force sensitive. Yeah. Okay. So that's what he wanted to tell her, that he's force sensitive, which makes really not a lot of sense. 
Uh, we're about to die, Ray. I have to tell you something. I'm force sensitive. <laughs> like, really? You're going to come out now? Yeah, it's like, time for him to come out. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I could Speaking of coming out, I will say this. The crap that Star Wars, this movie is getting because two of the people, same sex, kiss during the celebration at the very end is crap. I am so glad that I have genuinely not seen anybody be upset about it. And let's remember that the first trilogy had two scenes yep, of it. That's very true. That is so very true. But it's it's literally, you know, the there's been articles about boycotting it, to, you know, complaints by fanboys, of course, but that people are complaining because these two characters – you know, during the celebration at the very end when they get back to the rebel base, that two females kiss real quickly. It's like a three, not even three seconds on screen. And people are you know, doing blow ups of it. Oh, it's horrible. This is not what my Star Wars is about. Blah, blah, blah. And it's crap. Come on. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an extension from the last movie. You know, this is the sense of I mean, there's there's still people who are you know, but sore about Ray having powers and Ray being the main focus of this. So, um, I don't hold those to any sort of um, I don't give them any credit whatsoever because they're just bad people. No, no, no honest, I agree. Like that's that's that, that's not even legit criticism. That's just being stupid. Um, uh. And I'm glad to see that, you know, as much as they, you know, as much as Abrams might have dialed back, he still, you know, made sure that uh, um, there was a lot of inclusion, um, a lot of representation. And I thought that that, you know, that still carried the torch that way. Although, Mike, to your point, I heard uh, from the other camp, the people on the far left that that you know yeah thanks for the kiss but it's not good enough like we there should be more like they're you know, like one of the main characters what they're just background characters why can't you make a main character that do that like uh, like so yeah it's on both sides i would know? have been happy if we would have seen chewbacca kiss a you know a droid or something you know that'd been great i mean there was all that kind of speculation that uh that poe was gay you know and then i think a lot of people were uh, kind of uh, you know, the felt that that was dialed back by the introduction of uh, what is her name? Zori Bliss, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Carrie Russell. Yeah, Carrie Russell. Yeah. Who uh, you get to see her eyes, you know, for a little bit. Yep. You know? um, but uh, all right. So, whew, so much still to unpack. Look, we're going to be like, you know, once this show is over, we're still going to be like unpacking this movie for a long time. But uh, I want to leave on this kind of note. I mean, I know it's still raw to everybody, but um, the nine movie saga is over. Um, how do you feel about that? Are you, is it overall a success? Is it overall like, you know, um, something that uh, that uh, ended on a great note is the legacy of this uh, still intact. Uh, Ashley, what do you feel about the, the how this affects the Star Wars saga uh, as a whole? Yeah, so watching this movie was a really bittersweet moment for me be, because as I've talked many times, like Star Wars is my thing. I love so many different geek things like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, DC Cinematic Universe, Star Trek, but Star Wars really is my thing. It's the geek thing that I hold closest to my heart. It's the thing I always come back to regardless of what new things come out. And 
I was really pleased with how it ended. I was really satisfied with the rise of Skywalker. I can't wait to get it on Blu-ray and watch it a bazillion more times, but there is a little bit of sadness thinking like, oh, you know, maybe I'll never watch another Star Wars episode. Like there might be more Disney plus more standalone films, but maybe this is it. And there is a little bit of a sadness, but I just come back to being thankful. You know, there was a time when I didn't think we'd ever see episode seven. Like it was just a dream. Like, and so it was great to see them come back and do new things with it. And just to see like a new generation of fans come into this saga. And it's really been a great experience. I think there've been some ups and downs, you know, lots of debates in fandom about what stuff is good, what stuff is not so good, but we, in the end, we all bring something different to it. And that's what I hope people will take away. Like maybe even if you didn't like the last Jedi, you know, it could be somebody else's favorite star Wars movie. Maybe your favorite era is the original trilogy. Maybe somebody has a different favorite era. So I hope that some of this fandom debate can quiet down eventually and we can all just kind of celebrate what we love about it because it is truly a unique saga. There's really nothing else like it. I don't think it in film and it has inspired so much and so many fans. So I'm really pleased with how it ended and I still think there's more to come. I'm excited to see more stuff on Disney plus and then whatever they do next for the films and I think there's still lots more to be told in the galaxy long ago and far, far away. The, uh, um, and I know, you know, you probably, yeah, sorry. You probably don't, you haven't gone through this. This is probably the first time you've been told this is going to be the last star Wars movie, but for most of a lot of us, like Mike and myself, this is the third time we've been in there, done it, wrote the book. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and so, yeah, I think now we're We're kind of like, and plus, yeah, I mean, we already know that, you know, like, look, um, uh, this, the first series of Mandalorian ends on uh, Friday, uh, next Friday, and then we know stuff, other stuff's coming. We just don't know when. So, you know, there's going to be a time where, I mean, after this, like, like these few months that we've had of, like, really enjoying Star Wars stuff, um, it's going to go away for a few months, uh, at least, you know, who knows when the next uh, bit of series is going to premiere on Disney plus again. And who knows we, right now we have, there is no plan for another movie as that we know of. So, uh, but I find it hard to believe that we're never going to get another. Movie, so uh, Alex, what do you feel about the, the saga as a whole now that it's been, um, quote unquote, I, I became a movie fan because of star Wars. Um, I've, I've talked about it repeatedly about standing in line as a five-year-old and, and remembering the fact that the popcorn smell came through the box office window as we were waiting outside to go in and the color of the curtains of the theater and the fact that we sat in like the front three rows because that was where there was a seat. So yeah, Star Wars means a lot to me and I feel like this movie um it, it it gave a lot of fan service back. It gave us moments that we as fans have truly been wanting. Um I- including somebody getting a medal. Um which I, I think is one of my <laughs> yes. favorite scenes in the movie. Um but overall do I feel satisfied? Yeah. Yeah, I feel satisfied. Uh, I certainly get Ashley's aspect that this may be it and we may not see anything more than that. Um, I mean, up until, you know, this Saturday when it crosses the $350 million mark. 
And they're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing another trilogy. Um, and maybe they'll sit there and they'll, they'll get uh, a series of writers who will say, okay, here's our beginning, here's our middle, here's our end. Um, because, I I, you know, it, it definitely, if you don't know where you're going with it, you'll never get there. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed myself. I had a great time. I'll go see it again and again. Um, and certainly we'll, we'll add it to my collection. I, I don't see this as being the, the end of the story. I, it's the end of the Skywalker saga. Um, because I, again, oh, very I mean, much so. because they made it the Emperor Palpatine saga. So, um, but, but, <laughs> no, 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 uh, no, yeah, she changed yeah. her name. Um, I hope that we do see more of Ray and, and Finn and Poe and whatever new love interest that Finn gets um, while Poe continues to sit there in the background <laughs> and going, wait, I have an arc, I promise. Um, because I actually like them all together. Uh, so hopefully we'll see more of them. I, um, I said this back in the summer preview. And uh, I indicated my thought as to whether or not we were all actually really excited for a new Avengers movie, or if we, over the last 10 years, have just been programmed to want another Avengers movie. And I'm kind of in that same boat here, whereas I feel like this was nine movies over a 42-year period. Now, nine movies for Marvel means phase one. Touche. Touche. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, you know, for this, it's it's the overreaching arc of decades of time. Um from from young baby Anakin to the granddaughter of Emperor Palpatine. That made more sense when I started saying it in my head. Um <laughs> so now we're we're at this end, but we've seen that a movie like Rogue One works. And we've seen that a television show like Mandalorian works. So I think we, we're at the end of this story. I do see a future where we'll get outliers of the First Order, outliers of the Empire, um, groups of Resistance members. And it may be a one-off story. It might be a, a, a trilogy, but I think that we'll see more Star Wars stories. So as far as the saga goes, yeah, I'm satisfied with it. As far as the story being over, I don't think we're there yet. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, the universe is not closed. That's for sure. Um, Mike, what about you? How do you feel about the saga coming to an end? Mm, that's a good question. Do you believe no. it, first of all? No. I guess that's the question, no, 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 right? No, no. no, I do not. No, 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 no. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's like, fool me once, fool me twice, three times, no, sorry, I was the kid who used to read Starlog, and, you know, interviewing George Lucas when he originally said that Star Wars was going to be nine movies, and, you know, believing him, and then after Return of the Jedi, he said, oh, that's it, no more, and then, you know, 20 some odd years later, you know, thrilled to see, Oh, we're going to be doing the first three. Cause he, in the interview said there was going to be three movies before 
then there was going to be three movies after with an older Luke, Leah, and Han. And I believed him. And finally, you know, after whatever you think of the prequels, we got the prequels and we got more Star Wars and we got the story about, you know, the Anakin story, as I like to call it. Uh, But, or as Alex is saying, now the Palpatine saga. It's just, it's interesting that they had it that way. Then, then look, but, look, look. Anthony Daniels is the only actor to be in all of the movies, so I think we should call it the three PO song. Come on, <laughs> I kind of agree with that. That's a good. That is an awesome pill. Wow, you deserve yeah. the award for tonight. You definitely do. Yeah, but truthfully, when at the end of this movie, when Ben faded away, and he was gone after sacrificing himself for his love for Ray or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it was like, all right, there are no more Skywalkers. That's it. There, you know, that's Fini. Do I think this is the final Star Wars movie? Hell no. There'll be Star Wars movies like Rogue One and Tales from the Star Wars universe. I'm fully prepared that we're probably going to see Knights of the Old Republic or something like that. So mm-hmm. I'm totally, you know, thinking this is going to be an interesting situation and how it comes about. But I also, at the same time, think it's going to make, you know, the original Star Wars will be here. And then there's going to be Star Wars, the next generation or whatever, you know, type thing. Kind of like what they did with, I hate to say it, Star Trek, you know, and it's going to move on to that. And have different tales and stuff. And I'm fine with that. I'm completely fine with it. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I don't think Disney decided to buy Star Wars just so they could do three movies and wrap it up and not uh, do anything more with it. Um, obviously, well, they've technically done five uh, already. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think, you know, there's been some bumps, but I think they've learned as well um, that. Uh, as they've gone on and, you know, uh, their plans to go forward have kind of stopped and started uh, or started and stopped rather uh, because they're just, you know, they've given it to the, you know, they said at first, you know, Ryan Johnson gets three movies and then they said, yeah, maybe not. And then, you know, the, the two guys from uh, game of Thrones, you get three movies and they're like, nah, maybe not. So, um, so I think they're still trying to figure out what's going on. I think, you know, the, the w- one good sign, uh, is that uh, Kevin Feige is now in charge uh, of the Star Wars franchise, from what I understand. So expect uh, Star Wars Endgame in about 10 years. Um, so that'll be uh, fantastic. Um, but to me, and, and look, uh, if, it, if it ends up being the three Fs that, that put Star Wars uh, going forward or in charge of Star Wars going forward, being Favreau, Feige, and Filoni, I'm I'm totally down for that. That to me is I can't even think of it the, m- the more perfect combination right now creatively of people who should be in charge. But I do think that going forward they need they need somebody to come up with it. Like they need someone in charge. They need to plan. They just don't need to put like random stuff. I mean, if they're just going to do one story here, one story there, that's fine to have one. You know, to t- continue to tell Star Wars stories. But if they're going to go into a saga again, a trilogy, then 
make it consistent, make it, you know, have it the same creator involved because otherwise, I mean, the thing is as, as glorious as the star Wars movies have been and you know, that you can't even, that's an understatement. No matter what adjective I tried to, would try to use for star Wars, the saga, the movies, it, it, it's, it's not enough. I mean, star Wars changed our lives. It's, I mean, and everybody on this podcast, everybody who's listening to this, everybody like, around the world star wars changed everything and and it continued to change maybe not as dramatically as it did in 77 but um you know when the prequels came out they changed things you know when when force awakens came out things changed like like it is an event when these movies happen and it is a a like life-changing event when these things happen and uh, I mean, that's a lot of responsibility and I don't know if that's going to continue to happen to that, um, to that extent, but, um, I do think, you know, looking back on it now, um, it's been full of a lot of fantastically fun moments and, uh, which I'll treasure. And I think that, you know, I think Rise of Skywalker fits in, uh, and does, and, and wraps it up very nicely, you know, with, uh, Yes, there's some fan service, but and yes, Mike, like you said, Mike, that the the plot is kind of predictable, but it they play it safe, you know, they play it safe, and that's that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You can tell a, a nice predictable story as long as you're have, having fun doing it and fun watching it. There's nothing wrong with that, and I do think that this movie will be one that I'll be watching again and again and again uh, as well. So uh, I give them credit for that. So cool. Well, we've wrapped up. Uh, we've got all of time for this show. Like I said, I'm sure we're going to be talking about it, you know, um, uh, for a long time to come. And uh, so we'll see right now. We'll go to see what our geek girls take on it as we hear from uh, Angela. Welcome to A Geek Girl's Take. I'm your host, Angela, and this week, this geek girl is talking about Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. So, the last installment of the Star Wars 9 film saga has concluded. Be warned, there will be spoilers in this episode. I am still taking it all in and trying to understand my feelings, but here are some of my thoughts on the film. I enjoyed Rise of Skywalker. Um, it was fun. It had lots of action. However, there were a few things that I do feel like were kind of just put there for sloppy writing's sake. You know, like space horses saving the day on the Star Destroyers, just like they did in the film before that. Different space horses, but still kind of the same thing. I feel like they just rehashed something because it worked for them. But no, I feel like... Um, Ray's journey was very odd to me in this film. Like, when they started her out, they weren't really sure what direction to take her character in, and then were like, oh crap, this is the last film. Let's bring the Emperor back and make it work. But all in all, it did help tie her into the Star Wars universe by making her relate it to someone who was a Force user. We got to learn a little more about Poe before his Resistance days, which was interesting for the character. And we got Lando back, which made me very happy because while he had a small role, it still worked out well and it's Lando Calrissian, so why not? Ben Solo is probably my favorite character in this movie, which the last two films, he was probably my least favorite character, so that was very surprising to me. Um, he had a lot of character development, which I really liked. You got to see him go from crybaby to 
actual badass. So that was really, really cool to me. Um, and by the end of the film, I was rooting for him. I wanted him to make it through the film. I wanted to see more of him. Ray, while I liked her character, just seemed like they were doing their best to further her character by making her go through motions. And like the whole thing of trying to get to Exagon or Gog and how she was just doing stuff and not asking, like not letting her friends help and was just very, very like over the top with it. It seemed like the way Luke was in the early films, but just way, way worse. So that kind of just made me go, uh, but you know, that's how they wanted her character to go. I really liked the Jedi elders at the end trying to help her, including Ahsoka, who we didn't really know what happened to her. And we kind of got a little bit of closure for that character too, even though she was never technically part of the Star Wars movies just the cartoon series. This movie made me cry. Um, they made some great choices and they also made some questionable ones, but you know, that's a Star Wars film for you. And that's kind of been how they've been for the last few years. And it's still a series that I love and I will watch this over again and kind of collect my thoughts a little bit better, but I still enjoyed the film and I think it was a good ending for the saga in a galaxy far, far away. I am sad it's over, but Every good story has an end. So yeah, thanks for listening to A Geek Girl's Take. What will I talk about next week? Well, you're going to have to listen to find out. Hey, Geekazoids. The Metal Geeks Podcast is your source for all things geeky from the perspective of a couple of metalheads. And me, George. That's right, and George. This is Carrie the Metal Geek along with... Brutal Dave. And George Shripsis. Join us as we wax philosophical about our favorite subjects. Yeah, like what? Movies. And TV shows, video games, comics, theme parks, and heavy metal. Join us on each episode as we discuss special topics, George hates metal, and find out what's tickling our little geeks, and much more. Come listen to us as we audibly age in your ear holes. You can find us on the social medias at Metal Geeks and visit us on our website at MetalGeeksPodcast.com. Keep it metal. Keep it geeky. And me, George! So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. We survived Star Wars. It was a ton of fun. Of course, we never gave our ratings for this one. So let's go around and thank Alex, of course, for being here. Your rating, sir? Uh, I'm giving it uh, uh, four world destroyers out of five. Okay, um, that's totally fair. Yeah, I, I enjoyed myself. It's a great time. I had minor issues with the film that ultimately over time I'll get over. Okay, Ashley. It's really hard for me to put a rating to this movie because it's just Star Wars and I love it. So I'm going to give it five out of five Porgs for the good time that I had. And I love that we oh, did okay. see a Porg in the movie. I was very <laughs> excited about that part. This is actually a big deal because of those five Porgs, four of them already belong to Ashley. Oh, don't ask me how oh. many Porgs I own. Please not ask. <laughs> <laughs> All right. More Porgs or more Ray costumes? I have more Porgs than Ray costumes, and we'll just leave it at that. For now. Wow. Wow. All right. And, of course, Mr. Mike, we made it through another one. Let's hear your rating, my friend. 
And as always, it's my pleasure. Um, like I'm going to give this one. It's still process. I'm still processing this one, but uh, it's it's not going to be below a, a four. Uh, that's for sure because I enjoyed that much more of it. Uh, so we'll say four uh, discarded Emperor clones uh, out of uh, what, however many he had. Um, I don't even know what those things were in the audience. Like that, what, like were those like discarded clones that he made up? Like those Sith? Uh, again, like, a theory folks? that they might just be the souls of the Sith. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, but those yeah. damn but, souls got flattened. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, the end of the movie is Ray committing genocide. So, um... <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, she's got some pal. She's she's got some Palpatine. She did sure. kill everyone on that. Uh launch path you know when she did the force lightning and everything that is that. true yeah. it still went down even yeah. though she- yeah. Yeah. yeah it's true so. well you know and like look like you know uh, troopers get like call- killed all over the place nobody like cares about them yeah exactly uh, and they're not even clones anymore uh i mean they're people um oh yeah we didn't even talk about a lot of that stuff anyway uh yeah, it's fun. I, I had a good time, and uh, I'm you know what? The, as soon as I got out, though, I, I look forward to talking to you guys about it uh, more than anything because um, it's uh, I knew because of love for movies, love for Star Wars, uh, perfect combination. No, it was awesome. Hey, uh, as soon as I got out of the movie, it's like, damn it, should I call Mike Gordon now? <laughs> so, like, so, but I said no. I'll, yeah. I'll be zen and calm. It was awesome. I'm going to give this one a I'm going to give it a solid four lightsabers. It was awesome. You know, I would have given it five, but Kylo threw that one into the ocean. So <laughs> it was just, you know, there went my fifth. So I give it four. I was very happy to see the movie and glad it ended on Tatooine at the, at the farm. It, it was fitting. I enjoyed that. Uh, one of the scenes that it really made me go, oh, awesome, was when Ray was burning the TIE fighter and she was about to throw the lightsaber in and Luke caught it. <laughs> that was just so awesome. That was great. Everyone, everyone in the theater was like, oh, yes! You know, it was just awesome with that. So, um, yeah, it's a four easy lightsabers. Uh, but we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. What did you guys think? Did you enjoy it? Did you not? It was really interesting to see people's reactions and such. So please do write us up at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or go to our Facebook page. We would love, you know, as of Christmas Day, we're going to open it up to people starting to talk about it up on the Facebook page and on esonetwork.com. Please talk about this. We'd love to hear what people say. We want to hear the positive and the negative. We don't just, one of the things on the show we don't do, we don't, you know, brush off if there's negative or we didn't like it. You know, that's one of the great things about our show. You know, we've been doing this for over 500 episodes. We're coming up on our 10th anniversary this next year, and it's pretty cool. And speaking of the end of the year, we are going to be talking about our favorite things that happened in the end of the year, the good, the bad, the ugly, when we put 2019 into the geek seat. So please join us next week when we get into that. For Mike Gordon, my name is Mike Faber. From both of us here 
everyone. We hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas and an awesome new year. And we will talk to you here next time on the Air Station One podcast. Peace. And we are done. Boom. You've been listening to the Air Station One podcast, a show by fans for fans. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. Air Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our T Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, and we're done. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.